Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text. You better answer me back. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the washing machine queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. It's Glenn at That's My Brat. Wow, you did us. Goodbye. Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting. Tea is steadily spilled in our group chat, and each week we let you in on it. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the Washing Machine Queen. I'm Glenn at Best Eye Brat. And I'm Shade at Black Girls Texting. And this week we're coming at you with another special bonus episode uh, where we cover BET's original series, 20s. It airs every Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern and 9 p.m. Central, and this is episode 6, Redemption Song. Yes, and just in time, it's got a little Easter theme happening. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't I actually don't know when Easter is, so maybe I shouldn't say that, but it seems timely. <laughs> so, as you all know, we usually kick off our episodes, our 20 series at least, with an on-writer reply that relates back to the episode. So make sure you've watched so you know what the heck we are talking about. So to kick it off, our first on-read or reply, our white allies. How do we feel about that? (laughs) Mm. Well, this was inspired because of um, Hattie's co-worker who... In the first episode, when we met her, she, she kind of held it down when Hattie was having some beef with her other co-worker, Courtney, I believe. Um, we were like, I kind of fuck with this white girl. She kind of cool. Um, and she was making like a hell of funny comments about being a white ally in this episode. And I like her character, but gen- generally, I leave white allies on red. They trigger me. <laughs> um, I think... Wait, like a like a real ally? I'm definitely replying. Uh, but, but I guess there are a lot like, of fraudulent allies yeah, out there. So exactly. for those, I'll leave them on red. I don't really like the term ally. Like, I feel like the act of being an ally doesn't need to be, I guess, like declared, declared defined. It doesn't need like a label. Like, you're just a good human. And you acknowledge um, the ways that institutionalized racism impact people of color and you work to dismantle that. Mm -hmm. But I don't think you need to like be like, oh, well, I'm an ally. I guess it like makes people feel comfortable. I think on both ends, honestly, in terms of like people of color feeling as though people are claiming their allyhood and then also like said allies claiming it. But I don't think that is necessary to be like, oh, I am an ally. Because it can really start to feel self-righteous sometimes. And I think the thing that you added was like, in a, it can it starts with an acknowledgement, but then it needs action. And it needs to be just like a part of the way that you live your life. Like I know a lot of people that I feel that are doing like active work. But I, I yeah, I don't know. The whole like concept of a white ally just makes me feel, uh, it's just like one of those buzzy kind of terms that like blows mine, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I mean, I prefer ally over diversity and inclusion. (laughs) People like that. But I think with ally, like claiming it is also kind of good in a way because it kind of gives you that responsibility in a way. Like you can't go yelling, I'm an ally, and then do some fucked up shit. So it Mm. kind of puts some sort of, I don't know, pressure on you I guess or accountability um yeah but I do remember I don't remember where I heard it from but someone once said like are you an ally are you just an ally or are you an accomplice and I like accomplice more because it's kind of like you're actually willing to put yourself out on the line and you know fight the real fight with alongside people of color hmm interesting well, moving on to our second one, um, on Reddit reply, going to church on Easter. And when I say this, I mean that you don't go to church any other time of the year. You just go on Easter and maybe like, I don't know, any other big holidays. Wait, was this episode Easter? 
Mm-hmm. I totally missed that. Um, Houseway. What did you say? I said Houseway. Oh, yeah. Hattie took a big-ass bite out of the Easter Bunny. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. She was giving out the baskets. Okay. Anyways, um, I would leave that, or actually, I'd reply to that, because maybe that's the only time in the year where you can actually be in fellowship with others and Mm. you know you pray and worship all day long but that's the only extra time you might have i don't knock it yeah i'm gonna reply to that too i don't i can't speak for what when people can and cannot go to church i've sometimes gone to church just on easter and it's been like like you said chelsea for fellowship i'm going alongside of like my family members that are like more deeply religious than i am so yeah yeah and i don't know it's also cultural it's not purely religious i mean Mm. i could go to a black church just to enjoy the music um if it's a good black you know with Mm -hmm. a good choir um yeah not hating on it i mean i will personally leave that on red because i do not attend church um but yeah i would reply for everything that you guys said Okay, the next one, dropping plans for work. So like plans you've already had with friends or family, maybe something that you've been planning for a while on better reply. I'm replying, by the way. Have you done that? Um, I'm sure I have. I can't think of like one specific thing that jumps out, but I think that in certain times you've got to prioritize your work especially in this episode, which we'll get into, but like if an opportunity comes up that you might not get again, I'm taking that. Yeah, I think I agree with you, but in this case, I mean, it's probably going to turn out for the best, but, and we'll get into it, but you can't just ditch your mom like that when it's like months of planning. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I think person should understand mm-hmm. yeah I'm gonna reply um I would not make a habit out of that but if it's like oh man like I really have to do this thing that's gonna be really important for my career and I have to cancel plans then I would cancel them but it wouldn't be something like consistently happening like mm-hmm. it may happen like once twice max in like a year mm-hmm. yeah I yeah agree. that's a good point because I feel like that's kind of like setting a boundary in a way mm-hmm. and i feel like if you overdo it then you're just your work just becomes your entire life and that's right. not a satisfying life yeah it's super important to like set those boundaries and establish that with whomever you're working with from jump because if you start letting that slide then they're just like oh well she'll do it or whatever and it's like nope i fucking won't all right last but not least using your femininity to your advantage so we saw marie getting a little flirty at the church in front of the lord but she had to do what she had to do i mean i guess from what i'm stating i'm going to reply to that i think there's nothing wrong with that as long as it's not crossing any lines like it doesn't get too aggressive but Mm -hmm. i think she told the line very well for now who knows what she's about to do <laughs> and i i mean we'll get into this too but i do genuinely think that there's like attraction there but i think in in general yeah our femininity is our gift and i also think that I, I i think i don't use it to my advantage enough like on the everyday like it has power um i don't really want to use it in a way that makes me feel like it like i'm using it to overshadow like my genuine talents and like whatever I'm trying to do but if it can like accompany what I'm doing then sure like it's like in this episode Marie is also like super competent and she yes is using her femininity speak and, on it exactly yeah. I was gonna say I definitely replied to it but it can't be the only thing you have to offer like you cannot just be a pretty face because mm-hmm. I mean after a while there are 10 million trillion beautiful people in the world you know like you you're not going to be the only one so you have to um be competent um like marie and have something to back it up have either of you ever like pulled a major like damsel 
in distress moment before? Mm-hmm. At work? Yeah, probably. Like, it I'm just, not picking up anything in general, heavy at work. But you said you're not doing what? I'm not picking up anything heavy at work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always finding a male coworker to pick it up. <laughs> yeah, probably. I think. I mean, I finesse people all the time. Actually, now that I think about it, I try to get free stuff, free drinks, free. <laughs> so maybe that's the times that I use. Wait, free drinks like, from your coworkers? No, I mean not in the workplace. Oh, okay. Shadi was like in general to have a user. Oh yes, 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 Um, yeah. So I actually I said before I should be using it more, but you know on the on the times that I do bring it out, it, I have used it in my favor. Mostly to like finesse dudes, yeah. I like to do yeah. it with cops. Someone, um, oh yeah, with cops. I typically just start crying, but um, someone tweeted like, "What are y'all girls gonna do now that you can't go to bars and get free drinks? Yes, now you gotta buy that. your own." <laughs> I saw that. Oh my gosh, very true. Cold world. Cold, cold world. I know. Uh, should we jump into the episode? Yes, no. this is a great app. Um, so a slight recap of episode five. We kind of end with Hattie on this high in a way um, from spending time with Ida and kind of getting to know her. So it seems like she's really feeling herself. She comes to the office, dancing, listening to New Edition, and just being her true little quirky self (laughs) but like Ida is not really here for her so Mm -mm. one of the writers um (laughs) got hit by a truck or something Mm -hmm. and Ida Ida was like oh got hit by a truck what an inopportune time to get hit by a truck yeah and so I know I was like um, showbiz I know so she says that someone has to like fill in and I'm guessing Hattie's thinking like this is her moment, but Ida actually passes the alley-oop to her little arch nemesis of the office and Hattie gets stuck having to make Easter baskets. Yo, you know what's so funny is I had totally predicted that that her arch nemesis was going to be like her girlfriend or like love interest. and (laughs) That did not happen at all. Interesting. I mean, there's Um, still time. Yeah, well, maybe. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I think Hattie definitely was feeling really, she has this entitlement. I will admit, my girl has entitled moments. So she was like Super thinking she, she was going to be in there and that was not the case. And as she watched her coworker go into that room, into the writer's room, she replays that message, that um, that warning that people had kept giving her that like Ida attaches herself to these girls and then she just like drops them. And I think she's thinking yep. like, damn, am I being dismissed? already have i been replaced and she's hella salty mad she's salty mad salty um also side note i rewatched the whole season so far with chris um and it was so funny because as we're watching literally episode one five minutes in he's like wait this girl seems like she's gonna be really annoying <laughs> and so we keep watching and he's like wow is she that incompetent at everything oh my god And then we keep watching. Obviously, he's like enjoying the show because he's still into it. But he's like, I guess she must be like really um, talented because he's like, there's no (laughs) way someone can be that incompetent and annoying and like be where she is. So I just thought that was interesting to share because my boyfriend and I share similar views about her personality. Oh, my God. I mean, she did do a couple things this episode that I was like, for real, girl? But... We'll get to it, right? We'll get to it. But I did love the the conversation that uh, Hattie had with the with Lauren mm-hmm. in uh in the office talking about um, Ida kissing ass mm-hmm. and how how come she's like successful and is still having to kiss ass. Yeah, in that moment. Well, wait. I think I might be. That's an earlier moment. Was that when they're making was that, the gift baskets? That was when they're making the gift baskets. Mm-hmm. I thought that was when she yep. was like laying her head down mm-hmm. after. No, nope. okay, when they're making the gifts. Don't argue with my paper notes. No, 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 no. Because um, I thought that's when she was like exhausted and was like, "Ugh, why is this my life?" Um, so, well, all along. Sorry. But do you all think you have to kiss ass to find success? Kind 
not kiss ass in a way that you're like um selling out or like um just sucking up to people disingenuously but i do think that you have to like put work in and acknowledge that there are other people that have been there that have come before you or other people that are gatekeepers and you have to like keep your network strong i would say keep your network strong more than kiss ass yeah, yeah. i was once you- told by someone you always have to kiss a little ass but never suck dick yeah, maybe that's the distinction. <laughs> Can you refresh like, me? Wait, so what was the conversation? So basically, Hattie's talking to Lauren, and Lauren's explaining to her that Hattie, like, basically sends out these gift baskets only to people who can greenlight her projects. And Hattie's so confused because she's like, she's so successful. I thought the whole point of being successful is so that you don't have to kiss ass anymore. And Lauren's like, the whole reason why she's successful is because she's good at kissing ass. Ah, okay, 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 okay. Got it. Yeah, but I yeah. going back to what I said, I think Ben is sucks dick. That's the <laughs> distinction. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a kiss. He goes too far with Zach. Yeah, yeah. I think that if it's strategic, then there's no love loss because like I don't have a problem like gassing you up and making you think that I'm like hype off of you or whatever kiss ass but like ultimately like i'm gonna benefit it's really not a problem i might i might lick the tip maybe you might look crazy because i think right after they not i think right after they have this conversation about kissing or kissing ass they uh flip to marie ben and zach Mm -hmm. in the car Mm -hmm. and ben is kissing so much ass Mm -hmm. that like he's not even making sense he's not like he's just talking yeah you can't like it has to be done in the right way. I guess it's like a delicate balance, but like you want to definitely like keep whomever you need said gatekeeper close, like right in the pocket. And people can yeah. smell a kiss ass and it's not cute. Yeah. Not- yeah. 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 I guess ki- maybe kiss ass isn't the word then. It's just like being that person's right hand. Yeah. And I think you get. I mean, I guess, you know, you're not always going to be fans of whoever is the gatekeeper or whatever. But if I'm reaching out to somebody that I think could hook me up with something, I'm genuinely interested in what they do and Mm. am a fan of their work or whatever. So that I'm not just like gassing them for no reason. Yeah. Like, like, okay, like I feel like if you have a boss and you just know their tics or things that they like or things that they need, Mm. just like staying on top of those things. Oh, yeah. Like you already know like shorty's in the mood so like you're not even about to ask that question or you're not even about to do that thing or like this is your time they're in a good mood you can slip in that like what about blah 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 blah. like or if they're in a bad mood and you know they like that little coffee from that place and you go get it for them or some shit i don't know if i would go that far maybe if i was if you were like hattie maybe if i was getting myself a coffee i'd be like literally like the the way i got you a coffee that's literally like the first part of like becoming a banker they literally have to go get coffees. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you were like in a role like Hattie's, that requires some But well, that's her whole job, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not about to go job. get my boss a coffee because they're in a mood. But if I happen to be at Starbucks right, and I yeah. know their order, <laughs> I'll get them a coffee. Okay. But flipping to that scene where they're all in that little goat cart, um, mm-hmm. I just like imagine Ben yelling shotgun and running to sit mm-hmm. next to Zach because he's such a fiend. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I can relate to Quintrell. Like he's a black man. I'll take him to Miami, get him some girls and fast cars. Like has done no yeah. research, is just stereotyping another black man. Whereas Marie actually did research and understood that he was actually very religious after I think his mom had passed or his dad mm-hmm. I know, I thought that was so interesting. He's like, I know what black men like. I'm like, what? Like, and Marie's like, first really of all, you don't. Man. Right. <laughs> and then, like, you can't just make that big-ass blanket statement at all. And right. I think that's what's, what's so dope about Quintrell's character because he's hella nuanced and, like, he's not how... He's just not a stereo- how someone could stereotype him as a basketball player, as this big, tall man, fine as hell, whatever. Like, he's into the arts. He has layers. And I don't know. I think it's really He's dope. a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. He's so that. fine. I can't even. 
I like but never yeah, was so attracted she, to him until yeah. he got with Tiana Taylor. I was never attracted to him until I watched this show. I've oh. always loved him because he's a Nick. Once a Nick, always a Nick. Oh, is he from New York too? No, he's like Southern, right? No, I think he's from He's Queens. from Chicago. He's from Chicago? I'm willing to bet $10. Well, Consult the Google, sis. I'm going to Google it, but keep going. Um, he's but they, fine, so but. they talk about how he goes to church at this like celebrity black church called Star of the Redeemer. Um, and it kind of reminded me of Hillsong. Do you mm-hmm. all know about that church? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've been there. What was that like? Um, it was like, it wasn't as, as dramatic as I expected it to be. Um, she goes, she used to go on a weekly basis and she said sometimes she would just like be sitting next to a celebrity and no one would act like it was a big deal. So it's like going to Soho House for the <laughs> Lord. Like Soho exactly. House. <laughs> yes, Soho House for the Lord. But like maybe there's a more approach policy there. Like you could act, mm, see, look, here I go dipping into some bad stuff because I'm like, you could meet your man at the church well that was her goal was to go to that church to meet like a cool god-fearing man oh i mean actually you know what that is not bad that is where you should meet your man that's a really good place place to meet a man in church that's a great go to church absolutely wow Um, but then it it flips uh, to hattie and nia in the car Mm -hmm. and her mom calls her and is like i hope you packed my edibles oh my god her character had so her much shine. Yeah. And it was so great. Like, for the first time, we didn't see her just sitting at the kitchen table. Yes. Which was amazing. I was so happy that we really got to, like, see more of her in this episode because she comes up in every episode. And exactly, she's in that, like, same spot. But then we're like, oh, wait, like, we're about to meet you. Like, we're really about to get into this. And I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I also loved the conversation that Nia and Hattie had where, um, so Marie calls Nia because she needs an in at the church. And she's like, I'm always holding y'all down and y'all are always clowning me. And so we get to see like a little bit of that like banner that they have as friends. But we also learn more about Nia, like her dating style. I guess she dated mad religious dudes and she has Bible Bay. (laughs) who sends her bible verses in the dms and she was like um a good friend she held down nia and sorry she held down marie and reached out so that she could go to was it star of the redeemer mm-hmm. star of the redeemer <laughs> but in that same scene we then find out that ida needs um hattie to come in and she has to cancel these plans with her mom to go to the anita baker concert which is kind of a bummer, but also goes back to kind of our what would you do if, if you would cancel plans? And Hattie was like, skirt, skirt, turn around, we're going back. <laughs> and I respect it. I yep. think that that was probably one of the wisest decisions she's made in terms of her career choices because, like, it's just like it, it was kind of like a do or die moment, I think. Yeah. I, agree. I definitely could tell, though, at that moment, like through that conversation, that her mom was probably a single mother. Um, I think the dynamic is probably different. I don't know. Um, With Mm. one parent versus two. Um, Same if you have one child versus ten. Yeah, Yeah. so I could definitely tell. And then later on it was revealed that she was a single mother. No, that's such a good point because there were two interesting things she said. She was like, you're always worshipping at the altar of Ida B. And she was like, why you get so excited about the silliest things when she told her mom like yo i might be able to be in the writer's room and this could lead to this and this could lead to that and her mom was just sort of like i don't see it i don't get it what are you talking about and she's had those conversations with her before too she'd be like in those earlier episodes when she was like why don't you work on power or whatever this kind of thing this like generational divide where she doesn't really understand the work that hattie is trying to put in but also i think she genuinely is like yo you should prioritize me this is a thing that me and you are doing together. I haven't seen you in forever. And I agree, Chelsea, that there is probably a different kind of like weight to that. Um, yeah. Because they probably always, they have like this tight relationship has always been the two of them. Yeah, I definitely, I didn't see it from, um, you know, her comments about her 
being silly and all that stuff but I did I did get the vibe of her being a single mom when she was just like it's our time like really seeing that time is very important um yeah no I agree no I think when she was just making the comments about the silliness it was more like her again not understanding kind Mm -hmm. of what Hattie's trying to do um but she did want her to work at UPS episode one (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but Hattie, I I think we have to give our girls some love, some props for turning around, mm-hmm. going back, hopping on that opportunity. That was that was the so first time it. that I realized maybe she is actually hungry. Yes, and actually has goals and isn't just like talking. So <laughs> go Hattie. So she gets back in the office and Ida says like, "Okay, we need to keep writing. We need to scrap this whole episode." Um, and someone says, why? And Hattie's like, oh, it's just like this episode of 227. And Ida's like, oh, exactly. That's what we thought, too. And she's like, yeah, I've been knew that. I just never said anything. And um, Ida says, and she's like, Hattie's like, I didn't want to be a pest. And Ida's like, you could pester me anytime. And it was mad sexual. Yeah. Again. She always does that weird shit. <laughs> it was mad sexual. But I think that was a good, a good like, nod to, like, the importance of speaking up, you know? Mm, yeah. Like, her but, voice I mean, yeah. yeah. And there was a was caveat. Like, like, she had, she said, you can pest me any, or pester me whenever you want if you're right. So right. It's also, it also, like, puts pressure on it. Mm-hmm. But I would never say to my boss, like, oh, yeah, I knew that the whole time. I just didn't want to speak up. It's like, girl, where are the screws? They're <laughs> just not there. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I would have just been She's like, young. oh, yeah, like, it just dawned on me right. or something. I don't know. She's just not sharp. <laughs> She's not on. That's a good point. Like, why would you admit that you hadn't spoken up? That's like, not a good like, look. You let us waste all our time and you knew? Right. But, I, but have y'all ever been afraid to speak up in those types of positions Absolutely. when you felt like you were supposed to play your part? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. For sure. But then, I don't know. It's like, that's the finesse. And I guess that's the type of stuff you just have to learn. Like, yeah. You know, one of my bosses. I think my, with like, age, you become more confident and brave. Role. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, I'll go. Um, One of my bosses in my first role, like, intimidated the shit out of me. And, like, I was just, like, so overwhelmed with, like, all the things that I was learning and just getting thrown into and didn't know what was going on. And he literally was like, no one knows what's going on. Like, when you present something, a lot of times, like, no one knows what you're saying Mm -hmm. because no one's going in and, like, analyzing your business. So, like... Even if you don't know, like, just be confident. And then if you're wrong, like, send an email after and be like, oh, actually, it was this. <laughs> and it's not the end of the world. But, like, don't just, like, sit and be, like, wimpy or, like, stuttering, mustering. Like, say whatever you need to say with confidence. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, oh, so y'all don't know what the fuck y'all are talking about. And none of these right. meetings are – because nothing – nobody knows. But people are just like, yes, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll we'll definitely look into that that's a really good point that you brought up because we noticed blah 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 and i'm like no y'all didn't but i'm like Yo, oh that's the fucking finesse that makes finesse. sense of, of how the way you operate like navigate the corporate world now but that was like one of your early that's lessons that was early lesson. <laughs> he's like no one knows what's happening <laughs> That's hilarious. That's some that's some prime um, advice, actually. Um, that's great advice. Yeah. Um, and so she gets this. She sits at the writer's table. She's right next to Ida. Oh, wait. Can we talk about the man in the bunny costume? Who named his child after Ida? I right. died. That and was literally left his child on Easter for Ida. Now, that's something I'm probably not going to do. Yeah, that's like a boundary. No, yeah, that's too far. Kids. I'm not doing that. He was in the suit and everything. You, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing that. No. Wildin. But anyway, so she sits right next to Ida at the table. They stay there until the wee hours of the night, <laughs> and then Ida is basically like, uh, "Now edit the script. If I see one typo, you're fired." And Hattie's like, "I'm so ready to go home." <laughs> right. <laughs> that's when I was like, "Girl, are you?" Dead ass. He has no sense. We've come so far. What the hell are you talking about? Like, too comfortable sometimes. Too comfortable. She's like, you being sarcastic or nah? 
Like, girl, get it together. So, okay, this was the conversation I thought mm-hmm. y'all were talking about earlier where she's talking to her coworker and she's like, ugh, like, ba- mm-hmm. basically, like, woe is me as fuck, which is so annoying. I, like, find that so irritating. But something that I noticed in that moment was, like, I wonder if Hattie's, like, even questioning, like, is this the path that I want to take? Because mm-hmm. they're just going on and on about how, like, low-key – Ida's like really Miz like she doesn't have any kids her husband left her for like some IG thought her dad's writing a tell-all book about her like not sounding like an ideal like life to look forward to wait the name I think what you said is Jesus loves a daughter who makes her daddy's house payments I know that was hilarious um as we were watching it Shada kept pointing out all these different like religious undertones and like little witty like wordplay I thought that was like so well done in this in the writing um but you said something earlier Shada like that you don't like when people do that whole woe is me because she was making this comparison she was like oh like why is her life so amazing and mine is so shitty and her coworker mm-hmm. tells her, like, actually, if you look closely, your life is a lot better than hers because she has more genuine friends and people around her, whatever. But I think the what was me thing you're pointing to, Shade, is, like, really typical. Like, a lot of people these days compare their lives to other people based on what they see from the outside, especially if it seems like they have some, like, glamorous job or position that they think that they want. And it's interesting how this is showing, like, the the other side of that and, like, the realities of that, that you might have to kiss some ass, that you might sacrifice your personal life and all this shit, which definitely Hattie is not willing to do. She don't know how to kiss no ass at all. Like, it just, like, she don't even think she understands she that She's trying to eat some ass. Okay. I'm just saying, it's not HBO, it's BET. I think for me, like, it's everything that you're saying. It's like, she wants to sit and be like, oh gosh, this is so hard, but I'm like, this is what you signed up for. This is what you want. And like, if this is your goal, like make it fucking happen and figure it out. Mm-hmm. Or like basically shit or, shit or get off the pot. That's mm-hmm. how I see it. Because it's kind of like you, you, nobody has a gun to your head saying that you have to be here. But like, this is what you want. And like, yeah, maybe the industry's like very unnecessarily cutthroat and intense. And it doesn't have to be this way. But for now it is. And when you get into a place of power, like you can make your own rules. But for now, you got to play by Ida B's rules. No, I agree. I just think that like people have to come to learn that that's how things work and people get disillusioned by things. People, it takes them a while to like find their footing and stuff. Like every time, every time I've tried like a new thing, I've been like, oh my God, this is trash. Get me out of here. I'm not good at this. I wanted to drop out of my master's program on my first day of school. If you remember, I came to, I went to Shade's oh house God. and I was like, I can't do it. Wait, you did? Yeah. And you were like, I knew you were going to do this as you like made me a drink. <laughs> and then like weeks later, I was like, okay, yeah. All right. Okay. Like, I don't know. I think it's a very, it's true to like where she is in the stage in her life do you know what i love to do that i subconsciously think like i'm realizing that i do i love like the first day you do anything so like your first day on like a new job where you're just like i am lost i don't know what the fuck is going on and then like i reflect on that on like the 30th day or whatever some Mm. some other time like Literally my first day at Facebook, I work on basically like a college campus and I could not tell you how to get like anywhere and you have to like, there's like bikes and buses and different buses go to different places. And then like, I'll be sitting on a bus and I'll be like, oh yeah, I need to get to this campus and I need to take the purple line to like the teal line. And I'm like, bitch, you figured this shit the Mm -hmm. fuck out. It's like those moments where (laughs) that like, I think helps me when like there's ever a time that I feel intimidated by something because I'm like, I've done this. Yes. And, like, from the simplest thing of, like, figuring out, like, navigating a new space to, like, figuring out a new skill. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's going to be me tomorrow at my new job. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Exactly. Yeah. And you might be about to step into a place where some things are going to be an adjustment or whatever. Um, But, yeah, it's a part of it. Yeah, I'm having like anxiety about starting a new job, working from home. I think right, that's so strange. But that is so fucking weird. But probably also like in some ways advantageous. I I don't know. It's like I think it'll. Either way, it's gonna be amazing. But yeah. 
That's exciting. I love first aid jitters. (laughs) Well, back to the show. So after that, (laughs) we hear um, Hattie's mom in the background just like yelling. (laughs) And I'm like, wait, is this like a flashback? Like, did her mom really come up to her office? She came up And she did. I was so confused. I was like, who is that? You couldn't hear her mom's voice? I No, I heard it, but I was like, this is not her mom. So, like, who is this? Because <laughs> you're like, yeah, it, she came it up couldn't be, right? right? <laughs> and even snitched on her friend that let her onto the lot. Mm-hmm. It was wild. But I, I didn't be, it was like, it. you say you're not mad at it? Yeah, I mean, I don't like that she, like, I mean, my mom just showed up where I work. I'd be like, damn. But I think it's nice that she got to go to her place of work. And I think you were going to say, like, I, the the way that she and Ida B engaged with each other was kind of cute. Like, I think mm-hmm. for a moment, Ida B at cute. least felt like. <laughs> yeah, it started cute. For a moment, Ida B felt like she had, like, a genuine fan and, like, somebody that appreciated her work. But then her mom <laughs> starts saying, like, that shit's boring, but my girls watch it. <laughs> She said her miserable friends. (laughs) She's hilarious. Who won't have a man and will die alone. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. She just killed it the whole episode. I didn't confuse me in that moment, though, because, like, she's so, like, stone cold, like, bitchy. And, like, she was just, like, kikiing with her mom. And I I didn't know if it was, yeah, to your point, like, an ego stroke or just, like, a, like, oh, my God, like, a friend. (laughs) Yeah, like, a mom, like, a family member, somebody that... I don't know. Yeah, like somebody genuine, somebody related to somebody here. I also feel like some very powerful women like will speak to a 20-something-year-old one way, but if you put a woman of their own age or like they won't Mm. take that same tone, like they they know who to try. That's a good point because her mom, Hattie's mom does not seem like the one to try. Yeah, like what would Ida (laughs) say? Her mom will clap right back no matter how much more money Ida has. Absolutely. I mean, her mom busted up in that office like she belonged there. She said, hello. She said, you going to tell me no. She said her homegirl owed her money. So she was going to swindle her way in. Security don't matter. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then we get into this whole conversation, though, between um, Ida and her mom because Ida like, and her mom embarrassed. But like was she embarrassed or just like you shouldn't be here? What do we think? I think she was embarrassed. Embarrassed of what? Like that oh her God, mom my came here. in like busting mm-hmm. all la- like coming in there all loud, and like this is her movie star life, her like TV career. Mm. She idolizes Ida, who has this like big house and like is well dressed with the mm. perfect hair. I don't know. I think she was embarrassed. Um, I think her mom understood that she was embarrassed, and that's why it was that much more hurtful. Painful, like, yeah. You were really, like, telling me to leave your job and treating me like this, like I'm not your mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's so interesting because I felt like that was an undertone, but I didn't want to see it that way because, like, damn. Because also, to me, I find Hattie to be, like, pretty, like, her mom coming up there and being like loud and brazen and all that kind of stuff. Hattie is the same way. So who is she to be embarrassed by, by that? Like her mom is carrying on. Hattie carries on That's all such a good the time. Point. You know, That's it's not like her, like and she's Marie and her kept... mom is Hattie's like, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I kept I noticing know. how similar they, their personalities were. Yeah. There was even one point where they like, were fake fighting, invisible fighting to the phone, and they both did it. <laughs> they have a really cute relationship. Um, yeah, but I think that I think that trope is we see that a lot. Like I always think of. Have you all heard of imitation of life? Yes, I was just thinking of imitation of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think they always do that when it's like a like a mother who literally gave her whole life for her child, and then her child like is embarrassed of her or something it's a thing yeah because she's not polished enough or something mm-hmm. yeah i see that a lot like i wish i could think or of according to imitation of life she was but yeah right. imitation yeah or exactly or she will out the fact that you're actually a black person um but yeah yeah that is that is a really great point chelsea 
Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we jump into, well, actually, in that moment, were you on the mom's side or Hattie's side? question i mean i'm always gonna feel for the mamas i do wish she hadn't like just i wish she would have asked to come to her office to her place of work but yeah i get why she did it and i like that she took an interest in what she does what do you Mm. think yeah no i'd be no that mm -mm. (laughs) just because it's like this is my place of work. I work for a psychopath. So like, I don't know how, like luckily Ida wasn't tripping, but she could have like fucking flipped a shit. And like, I already told you, like I have, this is very important to me. So like, I don't know when I will see you, but it's not right now. So like, you can't Mm -hmm. be here. Yeah. Hattie was just so foul though. When she was like, let me live my life. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, she was doing a most. Brat. Yeah, she did, she did too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a little painful. But and I get like, it. Clearly the mom has sacrificed everything for you. Like, if your boss isn't tripping, why are you? Right. I think that's what makes you feel better about it is that Ida didn't trip. But yeah, it could have gone another way. Um... And maybe this is her feeling like a little smothered and this and that. And she really wants to be independent. But like, honestly, Hattie definitely calls her mom all the time as much as her mom calls her. And they're clearly very close and dependent upon each other. So that's not the time to be trying to like wriggle free and out of her, like away from her and stuff in that kind of way. Like I get you got to work, but let's not be rude. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But anyway. Well, then it flips to them going to the church Mm -hmm. and we see Jennifer Lewis and it was yes. crazy that Zach knew her, but I guess he is plugged. Yeah. Um, and then they see Quintrell. Um, and as you said, Glenn, they see you see that chemistry between he and Marie, like all throughout the service, they're singing together, they're whispering to each other. Um, he reveals who his favorite disciple was, St. Mm-hmm. John. And yeah. They look so good. I just want so to say, good. like those shots of the two of them, they just look fine as hell. They just look so good. He had on that mint colored suit, looking good. They just ooh. ooh they I just asked Glenn her favorite together. disciple, but she ain't know. I did not know. Okay, I was <laughs> asking Shade because when Marie suggested that they, that they go to church, and Zach was like, "Great, let's all go," and she's like, "Oh, chill, wait, I'm not trying to go." And then when she asks him that question about who your favorite disciple is, I had this feeling that she had like history in the church and like maybe has some kind of like weird relationship with it or whatever, which I think is like a story that we hear. I don't know. Like you grow up in the church and then you feel isolated from it or removed from it or whatever. Um, Do we think her gambling mama took her to church though? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wonder. Before she uh, found her addiction, I want to see what's up with the mom too. By the way, like, where's yeah, mom? where'd the mom go? I just assume like she went to Sunday school or went like just grew up learning about it. But like a lot of kids, I think go to Sunday school and go to those things, but may not necessarily then become like mm-hmm. I love church people. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, Nah, I'm good off that. Yeah. Yeah, I think another possibility is Marie just is about her shit and did some research. And that there too. was a point to her question because she follows it up by saying, like, you should read The Black Count, which is some book. Um, and I think maybe she's trying to, like, push her own agenda, like a mm-hmm. movie that Ooh. she would be interested in. So I just think Marie is, I feel like calculated is usually looked at negatively, but I think she is, she's a strategic. planner. She's strategic, yep. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm not even mad at calculated. Like, I was thinking that too, but I was thinking more so like she knew church shit and she just like pulled it out of her pocket when she knew she needed mm-hmm. to use it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like she's she's about to secure about to the bag. Yeah, for sure. And hopefully some dick. Ooh, that part. And I love how tight. she was be- being honest with him though when she was when she told him like, yo, my boss just wants you because you're low hanging fruit. But I want to work mm-hmm. with you because, like, I really 
I'm interested in your ideas. Like she could have kept, that's a, a moment where she could have kept kissing ass and she kind of did, but she delivered it, it again, genuinely. And with like a dose of reality that probably was like, made him take a step back. Like, Oh shit. Okay. You bowed it back. Yeah. She, and she, it. Was, she was also using like the art of flirting in a professional kind of mm-hmm. way. Like you don't want to be too available. Like there's a game to this and mm-hmm. she was using it to get ahead professionally, I believe. Um, and then we see Ben and he looks tight. And also, did y'all notice that his name is Ben, aka probably Uncle Ben? OD. OD. Oh, maybe. I think it could be. I mean, these names all have little references. Yeah, I think they all have meanings. And yeah. He yeah. is an Uncle Ben or an Uncle Tom. Right, right, right. Interesting. I wouldn't be surprised. Shucking and jiving. That's all he's doing. Wait, so what y'all about to do for your quarantine Easter's? Y'all gonna just have eggs thrown around your apartments? I'm sure Chelsea not and her man could do some kind of freaky egg hunt. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> a freaky egg it hunt. Could. I'm like, I don't remember the last time I did an Easter egg hunt. I'm not five. <laughs> you can make it. You can make it fun, girl. Oh, I'm fucking dead. Uh, I just really enjoyed. I think how like it felt current. Yeah, 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 same. I mm, love when it, it like, aligns with like what's happening right now. Yeah. Like, oh shit, Easter is in next week, two weeks. Imagine sure. they were in quarantine. Say that again? Imagine they were in quarantine. Oh, God. Everyone's saying people are going to start making like tons of content about this. They have to. I got an like, idea. There's, there's so many things that are happening. Um. Mm. Yeah, today was getting me as down, I said, girl, I think this I'll... quarantine life. What? I was just saying today, the quarantine life was getting me down, down, down. But at least you're not alone. Some people are alone. No, I know. It's true. Mm, it's true. She'll be alone soon. I know. She's about to leave. <laughs> I doubt um, she'll be alone. She'll probably somewhere. be having house guests. Um, but anyway, so then Zach and Marie talk to each other. And I love the little back and forth where Zach is like, I'm still your boss, Marie. And Marie's like, for now. But, like, she's not disrespectful. She's just like, yeah, for now. I know. And he totally eats it, too. Because <laughs> she's killing it. Right. She's going to be the he reason they get it. control. Yeah, he has to respect it. Yeah. And then we flip back to Hattie's mom at the Anita Baker concert. And they're on FaceTime with each other. Um, and that exchange was just so funny. Like Hattie's mom not wanting to share the gummies. That was and so Hattie cute. talking about how she bought the big pack. It was very cute. It was hilarious. And, and speaks to like the relationship of a mother and daughter because how easily the mom just forgave her. Yep. That's that yeah. unconditional love. Yeah. Like your mom's never yeah. going to be tight at you for mad long. Also loved that Anita Baker actually was played on the episode because I was like, they better play some damn Anita Baker talking about this concert, hyping it up. She got the Anita Baker t-shirt on. Mm -hmm. That was dope. Great music on the show, as always. Her mom was hyping it up When she was doing that, no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) So good. This was a great episode, but I have no idea, like, knowing that there are two more to come like what's gonna happen because there's so many things that, that i'm curious about mm-hmm. but i know lena and team are not going to disappoint but i guess it's more so just like i'm super excited to see it yeah for sure i mean there's a lot of like threads that we need to see tied up i still want to see what's up with nia and her um her acting life and her man. Oh my god. Oh my god. That reminds me. So I told as I said, I watched the whole thing from episode 1 and Nia says in episode 1 she talks about like her ideal dream couple is on her secret um vision board. Is her ideal couple Marie and Chuck? Oh wait, she said that. Because yeah, yeah she, she has them on one. her vision board. Oh, oh shit! Because I remember. And we were then talking I was, about as that. I was watching, Heidi was like, "You and Chuck don't have sex." To Marie, 
and Nia was like all concerned. She was like, "Are you guys okay?" Oh, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. We kind of this kind of came up even last episode when we talked with Derica about like how yeah she's kind of idolizing a relationship that's right in her life and looking at them mm-hmm. as like super settled and stuff. They are kind of like you know when yep, you yep, when yep. you have friends that are in a couple and you just call them mom and dad or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> they're like mom and dad. Except, oh, and that's why in this episode, Nia's like, mm, you don't need to be flirting up in the in the house of the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's a sin oh. to flirt in church. Mm-hmm. She's wow. definitely Team Marie Chuck. She is. Okay, Chelsea peeping at gems. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did not receive a listener letter a DM this week. <laughs> However. I feel like we got into some really great. <laughs> we, got, we asked a lot of like great questions. Listen, I can't force the people to send me things. All right. Please help her send something to hello at blackgirlstexting.com. Yes. Um, but we explored a lot of the themes that I wanted to get into. Like, you know, mom, daughter relationships, religion. And I think that that is sufficient. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Well, we can still get into our black girl doing shit battle. Yes. Who are y'all giving it to this week and why? Hmm. I'm giving it to Marie's mom. I mean, Hattie's mom. Hattie's mom. I was going to give it to Hattie's mom too, girl. What's she do? Hattie's mom is like, she's just sure in who she is. She doesn't have like put up any fronts for anybody. Um, She's also a great mother. Um, I feel like she probably was the mom who always did everything she could to make sure her daughter was like set, good, interested in their passions, et cetera, et cetera. She is not afraid of someone like Ida. She's, I don't know, I just fucks with her mom. And then she like quickly forgave her and was like FaceTiming her at the concert and enjoying herself alone. I like her mom. Yes, she reminds me of like women of a certain age in my family that have worked on like their whole lives. And they're like, I'm about to enjoy my time now. Like she actually reminds me of one of my aunts. That's just like, you can't tell her the nothing. Show. I want the edibles. Yeah, she's like, I'm in my prime. My daughter is grown. I'm living my life. I just thought she was amazing. And again, like Kim Whitley killed that that role. And she's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I was totally with you on that. I wanted to give her the black girl doing shit. What about you, Shade? You said Marie. Marie. I just loved her. She was very, very fierce, bad bitch in this episode. And... Um, I like the Marie that is like on her shit, but like not so uptight. Like she can come off a little like annoying bitchy, but in this episode she came off like bad bitchy, if that makes sense. Mm, Yeah, yeah, she did. She did. Just going real back, like a, a rewind when Marie was desperately asking Nia for help, um, did y'all peep when they were like, you don't want to see... Where When Marie was like, you don't want to see unemployed Marie. And Hattie was like, yeah, you really don't. Like, it's wild. It's ugly. It's scary. I wonder uh-huh. what Marie went through. Interesting. I mean, I could see her being really intense about not having a job. Because she wants her things in order and in line. See, this still don't add up. I don't get... I'm telling you, Marie's 30. be intense. Hmm. Like, how... Could you? I don't know. I don't know. Say, you say you don't know how you could be what? How you wouldn't be intense if you didn't have a job. Um, um like, Hattie happening. was chilling with no job before. No, 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 right. no, 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 Hattie's no, no. okay with being homeless. I was like, let's not use Hattie as an example. But like, I think that shit happens, and you just have to like stay, stay true to yourself. But. Being true to herself is kind of being in like an intense bitch. At times. I don't see her so. as a bitch. I think she is 
a goal-oriented person? I, I don't want to call her out her name, but bitchy tendencies. I'll say that. See, I feel like if she were a man, you would not be calling her a bitch. No, I say a, a bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't think she's a bitch though at all. Actually, nah, she does a lot sometimes. Like I didn't. I'm. I'm still not here for that episode where they were at the dinner table and she was just going in. Just it was just too much. Yeah, you know she hasn't been as like. I mean, I guess she didn't really engage with Hattie that much at all this episode though. So I can't really say that, but. She does come at Hattie in a way that's a little bitchy sometimes, like really hard. If but I think it's informed her, by something Hattie else. Have a job. Here she you comes with this. that. You love this. Don't do that. <laughs> that's like that Kim K shit. Her, I gave you a career. Outside on the sidewalk. Shut up. <laughs> oh my word. Well, um, I doubt Hattie's mother will be getting any more votes, so kind of a wasted vote. But okay, if you guys feel that way, that's great. <laughs> We just have to give her some love. You gave the dick to Barista Batty. Who? You did. did. Me? Yes. Yep, you did. We thought she was going to come back. You know what? Marie's mom can get more votes. She's on this show. She's a vital character. (laughs) Lord. Well, as Chelsea mentioned, but I will reiterate, please send your listener letters, comments, concerns, questions, just getting things off your chest, things you are feeling, to hello at blackgirlstexting.com or to blackgirlstexting in the DMs, in the comments, because we want to know how you guys feel, and I know you're home just watching TV and, you know, just, I don't know, not probably doing much else, so let us know. We are getting close to the end, so yeah, exciting times. No, and seriously, and I, I mentioned earlier. Get... Oh, sorry. I'm just going to say like that the quarantine is getting me down. The COVID is getting me down. And genuinely watching this today kind of like it boosted my spirits. It made me laugh. So if you're not already watching, this is a really good time to binge. Yeah, I was also going to compliment the show because it has a really good way of being funny and lighthearted, but still tackling topics that are important and serious yeah i agree it's it's definitely really thoughtful and layered and nuanced i'm i'm a big fan i really am and i'm excited to see you're right we only got two more episodes i they're gonna come with some heat i just know it i just know it. i know i feel like it's gonna be crazy yeah and same. not everything will be tied up there will be a season two yes yeah i definitely think there will be yeah or should be need to be need to be (laughs) um but amazing thank y'all again for tuning in 20s comes on on wednesdays at 10 p.m eastern 9 p.m central and we will be back here on thursdays doing our recaps and our regular episodes of black girls texting drop every wednesday so be sure to check those out too yeah and also if you're listening uh Clear out your schedule for Saturday. We have something that is going down Saturday at around 5 p.m. Let's just say have your mezcal and glass of ice ready. (laughs) Clink, clink, clink. Clink, clink. All right, y'all. Bye. 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 Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years, only now you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done, all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm. Why? 
when you can. Why? When you can. Taste the thrill with Coca-Cola and Six Flags. Save up to 50% on tickets with promo code COKE at SixFlags.com.